Going Greyhounds for your daily update of the latest news and tips. Hello and good morning. Welcome to another show of Going Greyhounds on this Tuesday morning. What a terrific week of greyhound racing we saw, particularly down in Victoria with the the Group 1 Australian Cup final, brilliantly taken out by La La Kiwi, bouncing to the front and just running them into the ground. Mapunga Ruby, terrific in the Fanta Bale Stayers as well. Aston Rupee, just outside of the Meadows track record. He was brilliant, but did what probably most expected him to do. A little closer to home, we had the Tamora Cup heats on Sunday. What a race that's shaping up to be. Uh, this this weekend, we'll chat with one of the major players, Dave Gill, and, and, and his, his greyhound, Ferdinand Boy, the Cup's king, uh, as he's been referred to in Victoria. Uh, the the Heats of the Country Classic kicked off yesterday at, at Bathurst and Nowra, and of course, I guess the what's on everybody's lips is, is these floods and the, the amount of rain that's, that's engulfing the northern part of New South Wales and the southeast Queensland, and we'll chat with the, the club secretary of Lismore this morning. It's going to be a terrific show. Our first guest this morning will be Dave Gill to chat about his Runner in the Tamora Cup this week, Ferdinand Boy. Ferdinand Boy began sweetly, goes straight to the early lead with Subtle Art on the outside, Pan Jam Snowman. Further back would have been Key Bob Steel Pulse, a long way out of it, Prince Backward Pyramid Express and Amistad. Off the turn and the leader is still Ferdinand Boy. He's about three clear on Pan Jam Snowman and Subtle Art getting up underneath it. But Ferdinand Boy with a handy break, Subtle Art trying hard, bridging the gap slowly but not enough. Ferdinand Boy first, second will go to Subtle Art, maybe Shanjo Prince on the outside. So there we had Ferdinand Boy, the Victorian, winning his heat of the Tomorrow Cup last Sunday night in a fast 25-81. We're joined by his trainer now, Dave Gill. Good morning to you, Dave. Yeah, good morning, Matt. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Obviously, he's he's been referred to as the Country Cups King down there in Victoria, having won the Shepherd and Hillsville and Ballarat Cups last week. What did you make of his performance there on Sunday night? Was that the first time he'd been to tomorrow, or had he had a look at the track before? No, that was his first time. Um, we had planned to give him a race the week before, but then things were a bit hectic back back at home, so we we opted just to go straight into the the heats. And um, I was, yeah, very pleased with the way he went, Matt, because um, I hadn't raced at Tamora before. And um, the long straight, big long home straight, and long back straight, and I thought it might just just uh, be enough for him, you know, and, but he, he really went well. Yeah, absolutely he did, and it's, it's shaping up to be a, a beauty final uh, this weekend, and you would think he's going to improve having had the experience of being to... Tomorrow now, so it's it's going to be a heck of a race. He hasn't had a lot of luck. Oh, he's been terrific since he didn't have a lot of luck in the in the Trelgan Cup. What was the decision behind coming to 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 tomorrow? I know the Horsham Cup's on uh, as well at the same time. Uh, you've also got Fernando Mick heading to the Horsham Cup. Was it just a simple case of keeping those two greyhounds separated? It is. It is part of it. Um... Because some of these are, are very quick early, and they they they, lead, they rely on leading, and we've just found that it, it can muck muck each other up, like we found in the Trelawan Cup. We found that uh, you know Ferdinand Boy and Hilltop Jonas sort of both 
collided and, and you know, they probably got in each other's way. And so we do, do try and split them. Um, but also the 485 is probably just a bit too too much for um, Ferdinand Boyd Horsham. So we thought that a good lead-up, a better lead-up, would be to go to Tamora, then hopefully Shepherd and Cup. Um, so that's probably the reason. And it is a nice race to to win. You know, it's pretty prestigious sort of a race too. I know uh, trainers down here that have um, either won it or love to win it, Tamora Cup. So, um, yeah, I'm just glad he's, he, he's made it. Yeah, as yet, that 485 at Horsham's a, a tough 485 as well with the, the long home straight. You need a very strong greyhound uh, to, to win that race. Just touching on Fernando Mick, you've got him, of course, in the in the Group 2 Horsham Cup there on Friday. How's he going uh, leading into that race? The draws, what, what did you make of, of box four? Yeah, oh, not, a, not a good box. Um, I think it's his fourth box four. Um, in a you know a major race or a final, and um, it's not not good. And more so that the Boston Garden and it was Dawn Box Five, which is probably going to uh, not give him any peace early. Because um, Fernando Mickey loves probably Box Five outwards. I would have been a lot more confident uh, if we'd drawn five outwards, but. Box four, just that one box over, plus Typhoon Sammy out in box eight, probably going to have some real speed at some point. So I gather he's going to shut us in a bit too. So I don't know if we're going to get a clear run, man. It's going to be... We're just going to need luck, which it can happen. Um, But it's not ideal for that guy, Fernando Mickey. It all's gone well since, since then, since the run on Friday. And he'll have one more gallop. Uh, tomorrow morning, and that'll do him uh, till Friday night. Yeah, it's it luck's a, it's a it's a big thing in in any race, but particularly in a big group final like a like a Horsham Cup, and when you draw a little bit awkwardly, it, it, it's it's even more uh, understated how much luck that you do need. Uh, just going back to tomorrow, obviously you've got Fernando Boy uh, coming up into that race. Seeing the Victorian, uh, sorry, the New South Wales contingent that's there, she's a Pearl Castle warrior and the like. Who do you consider your stiffest tests? I guess as competition on on Sunday night in that Tomorrow Cup final. Well, certainly um, she's a Pearl. I think my boy, she's a really favourite for the Golden Easter Egg on what she's done, and that's fair enough. And um, she's pretty faultless out of the boxes. Uh, similar to Ferdinand Boy, they're going to rely on one of them's going to lead. And um, Castle Warrior that won the Bulleye Gold Cup, uh, he went super at Tamora as well. He's a very fast greyhound, Castle Warrior. So it, it's probably going to be come down to the boxes. Um, I, I would think um, any one of those three probably going to lead, and it'll be the one that's probably drawn better because. I think Ferdinand Boy, as quick as the others are, I think Ferdinand Boy, if he draws on the inside of them, or, or especially if he can draw one or two, I still think he will lead them um, because he just he, he's just a competitive beast 
and when he steps out, even from the inside or outside, but we've found on the inside if he steps out, he, he won't let dogs go around him and go past him. He'll drive up, no matter who it is, he drives up as fast as he can go to hold the lead. Um, so he, we're going to need box one or two more than box eight. Um, yeah. It is going to come down because those three greyhounds, you know, she's a pearl and Castle Warrior, they're so, they're brilliant greyhounds. So, yeah, if they draw well, um, it's going to be very hard. Yeah, absolutely. That box draw is going to be uh, vital to to that race for sure. And you've got Hilltop Jonah coming coming up as well after winning a heat of the Molly Harmer. Yeah, yeah, he went terrific, Matt. He, um, of course, you know, first start there and 330 metres. We opted to do that instead of the Tamora Cup um, because he does struggle a bit over the especially would have been Tamora 457 because um, we knew it was a tough track and a tough 457. And, and he, he runs around 2520 over 450, Shepherd and Ballarat, wherever. But 2520 is just not going to do the job in the Tamora Cup, sort of, you know, we knew he'd get tired. So we opted to go on the 330 metres, and he came out nice, and he just drove up drove up really hard like he does because he's a, he's a great little chaser, that dog. And um, when he got on, you know, got to the front, he sort of was going to be very hard to beat because he, he ran, they tell me it was a length off the track record. Um, so, yeah. That's very fast, and I assume it was his first time seeing Tamora as well. Yeah, yeah, he was the other, another one that was... He basically went up for company, but there was that nice race that they put on the, like the, with the Molly Harmer sprint, and he, he sort of... Um, we, we knew that the 330 metres was right near the turn the back off the back straight, but um, we, he is pretty reliable... Uh, Jonah, he's pretty reliable. So we gathered, we took the punt that he would jump and put himself right in the race. Uh, but he's going to have to do it. He, he, you know, he might have a lot, uh, a bit on the the others, but in the final. But uh, I've I've learned over the years it doesn't matter. <laughs> you can have a lot on him, but it's only good to you if you draw a good box or you jump fast. It's no good if you miss the start, you know. And so I'd still like him to draw one, one, two, or eight. Yeah, that's, um, that's, as far uh, as he went, you know. Yeah, that's that's very true. You, you might be the the best greyhound in the race, but if you don't draw the right blocks or have the right luck in in the race, it it opens up very very quickly. Oh yeah, it changes everything, doesn't it? That's that's sort of a thing with greyhound racing. You know, you, I've been in races where there might be do, uh, a dog, you know, probably quicker than quicker than what we've got, and and if they miss the starts so or they don't get into it. And, and the shoes goes on the other foot too. We we might have something that might be the best in the race, and it, it don't win either because uh, they muck up. So uh, yeah, it's uh, you've got to still do the job. They've still got to they've got to get out and or put themselves right in the race early. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it sounds like you've got two excellent chances at tomorrow. Uh, this weekend, firstly, Fernand and Boy in the Cup and Hilltop Jonah in the Molly Harmer. Now, before I let you go, it would be foolish of me not to ask you how Kablenz, the Melbourne Cup champ, is going on the, the comeback trail. Yeah, yeah, well, look, 
Funny you ask, Matt, I, um, when I got back from Tamora, I was only home a short time, driving nearly all day, and jumped in the van and put Coe Blends in there and took him to Ballarat and trialled him. And uh, he went real good over the 390 metres, uh, just on his own. Um, yeah, and he's pulled up well this morning. Had a good look at him this morning, and uh, the, the crack in the bones healed nice. And Well, X-ray confirmed that, but... We um, he pulled up well from Ballarat last night, so yeah. At the moment, all all systems go with him. Um, he's trialled fast enough last night at Ballarat after the races to say that he's only a couple of lengths off his off his best, uh, but he has been off for a long, a fair while. So two lengths off, probably where we thought he, you know, he would be. Two lengths isn't much for the amount of time he's had off. So. Um, yeah, we'll step him up now. We'll give him we'll step him up in distance next time, next next run, whether it's a race or a trial. Yeah, well, that's that's pretty exciting to hear. And do you? I know injuries are never a great thing, but is it something that could be looked at as a positive and that gave him a bit of time off to, I, I suppose, strengthen and um, and things like that, and then come back a better greyhound. Yeah, it can be. Um, he, oh, I found he looks a bit bigger. Um, even like he, he, he looks bigger and stronger, and he's a lot more uh, stronger on the lead. And just having that time off, um, he doesn't like it because he just wants to race. Yep. Blends. He's not. He wasn't. Hasn't been happy in the in the in the kennel, seeing all the activity going on, dogs going to race meetings and trials, and he, he didn't like it. So mentally. It's probably really fired him up, and physically he, he does look bigger in, in the coat, just more muscly or more just just stronger. And um, so um, it, it, I'm hoping that yeah, he's a little bit older now, and I'm hoping that he can get back to what he was. Or gee, it'd be great, wouldn't it, if he if he was a, a two a, two two three lengths quicker than what he was? That's a, that's a scary know. thought, Dave. That's a scary thought. Yeah, but I, that's only wishful thinking, mate. I, <laughs> if that even did, it would be great because uh, he's run really fast times every, everywhere. And, um, so we, I'll be happy if he can just get back to what he was. Yeah. And, and jumps, you know, like he does jump every time. So Yeah, and if, obviously he's being aimed at the Easter egg and the, the million-dollar chase. Will he have a start before the heats of the Easter egg? Yeah, he'll have to. We've planned it, so he has to have a start at Wentworth Park, uh, whether it's a free-for-all the week before, or I trial him. I'll see if they'll let me trial him between races the week before. I've got to make up my mind. But the the thing we got with this guy, he is a very competitive beast. It's in his breed. It's in the DNA. Yep. And he he does switch on a lot better when there's dogs to beat. And we, we, I could go to Wentworth Park and trial, and you know, on his own, and it won't be what I see if he goes in a race. He'll go yep. better in a race uh, because he wants to beat. He just wants to beat the opposition, hooker by crook, and um, so we're fifty-fifty whether we put him in a free for all at Wentworth Park or we trial him. Yeah, but I need him to have a hard, a real hard run, and. Um, so that'll be the week before 
Um, then we've just got a, a couple more runs before leading into that, what we do. Uh, but that is the aim, certainly, uh, Golden East for him. Yeah, very good. And obviously his mum, Uphill Jewel, won an Easter egg. What would it mean to be able to train both a mum and, and son to, to win one of Australia's biggest uh, greyhound races? Oh, look, look, Matt, it, it, we've been fortunate. We've reached some heights that, um, you know, over the years and with her and the re- relatives, whether it's my redeemer and co-blends her son, but, but to do that, like, you know, if you had a script that you wish you could write it, to how it would go, or wishful thinking, how you want to happen, if, if he could win it, um, that'd be just something put, put like us, um, or put the dog and sort of uh, us away, or the breeding side of it, would just put us in another a space, you know, because... When you think of it, Fernando Bale won a golden Easter egg. His father and his mother won a golden Easter egg. And if a son could do it, um, uh, I doubt whether it's been done and it might never get done again, you know. But, but gee, there's some water got to go under the bridge before we, we can do it. But we know we've got the right dog. Um, but to win a, a goal, another, another golden Easter egg, it'd be just, it'd be something, you know, m- massive for us here. Um, yeah, I can I just imagine. Yeah, because the Easter Egg's just a, just one of those sought-after races, isn't it? It's one of the big grand slams. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and uh, to, to win it with a son, and we know he's capable, though there's no doubt about it. He's, um, it's just whether we see how he goes when we get him up to that 520 metres at Wentworth Park. And... and um, you know, if he's back to his old self, he's certainly uh, fast enough. But the thing is, he does he does begin uh, virtually, you know, similar to Fernando Bale for that matter. Like, I know we haven't reached the heights of Fernando Bale. Not not saying that, but but he does begin every time like Fernando Bale, and, yeah, that's... and that that's a plus. That's what's exciting about this dog for us. Yeah, for sure, and that's that's half the battle in greyhound racing and i know you said he's never reached the heights of fernando bale but he has done something that fernando could never do and that was win a melbourne cup well firstly good luck this weekend with both ferdinand boy and hilltop jonah and then of course going forward with Kablenz on the comeback trail it sounds like a very a very exciting time with him he's going well so hopefully that can continue through the Easter Egg Series and the Million Dollar Chase. Good luck this weekend and in the future, Dave, and I'm sure we'll chat again soon. Good on you. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having us on. No problem. There's Dave Gill, who's who's got a big couple of months ahead. Firstly, this weekend with Ferdinand Boy in the Tamora Cup, Hilltop Jonah in the Molly Harmer, and then his kennel star, Kablenz, on the comeback trail being aimed at the Golden Easter Egg and Million Dollar Chase. We'll go for a quick break now. On the other side, we'll have a quick chat with Dubbo President Shane Stiff. Skipped breakfast, Harry Johnson Holmes. How's the music coming along, mate? Mate, pretty good. We've had a lot of new guys come in the last couple of years, so I think the first couple of years they came in, and they all think it's really funny and cool. I think everyone's slowly now getting older and, and no. getting on everyone's nerves. The music's going well for me, but I think yeah, everyone else is getting a bit over me uh, building out <laughs> tracks in the gym. If someone says nah. straight off the top, right, I sing a song, sing a song, what do you go to? We go with whatever, you know. I, I read the room well. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> 
the Big Sports Breakfast. Weekdays from 5.30 on Sky Sports Radio. On Sky Sports Radio, let's get back to going greyhounds. Racing, Hester jumped in front, going up on the outside now, Chase Me Honey. Getting back behind him, they jammed a bit behind there, was 100 degrees further back, would have been zipping demand, followed by Black Eyed Jack and Devil Queen. Down the back, in the head of the corner, the leader is Chase Me Honey. It's about three or four on Hester. About similar marching back to zipping demand. Then came 100 degrees, Devil Queen's at the tail ahead of it, Black Eyed Jack. Off the back straight, the favourite Chase Me Honey does it nicely. Hester's still there, zipping demand running. Running on, but coming into the straight, Chase Me Honey still in front. Hester running a massive race, took ground off at second, then would have been zipping them in. Further back, 100 degrees, followed by Black Eye Jack, Devil Queen. And then we had Chase Me Honey winning the first heat of the Country Classic uh, yesterday at Bathurst and automatically qualifies for the semi finals at Dubbo on the 12th of March. We're joined by Dubbo President now, Shane Stiff. Good morning to you, Shane. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, listeners. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad. Obviously, the first heats of the Country Classic kicked off yesterday at Bathurst and Nara. How are you? How happy are you with how the series has started to shape up? Well, it's just getting bigger and better every day. The first two heats, obviously, two dollar thirty chances, but more importantly, two very good trainers, Mick Harmon and Andy Lord, two of the best in the state, if not the if not the country. They've got their first brew, but the second and third and fourth, they're all through. So we've got eight qualifiers. Obviously, we've got Gosford tonight. And uh, Dubbo and Nom is starting now. So um, I said we had nine or ten in there. So we'll have a full field with reserves. And um, obviously, Dapdo, look, geez, it, it's it's almost like a final Dapdo. The, the field's there. So it's really starting to take shape. Yeah, absolutely. That that Dubbo, uh, that Dapto race will be a cracker there on Thursday night. Obviously, the series has has lost a, a little bit of luster, I suppose, with Jungle Juice, who probably probably would have been the the local connection uh, to the race, uh, becoming injured and uh, being withdrawn from the series. But the news that Jarek Bale, a multiple Group One winner in Victoria, will come up for the series uh, is is big news. Yeah, well, um, I think Mark Delbridge was always had the, the race planned. He's made a few phone calls and that, and he just thought it was better uh, to come to Dubbo. You've got your, your your heat, then the semis in the final at Dubbo, and there's no better 600-metre dog around Australia, I think, at the moment than, than him. But as I said, we've got Zipping Curios stepping up tonight, uh, 600. Uh, I've watched him all the way through Curios, and if he don't run 600, I'll get a job, so... <laughs> um, yeah, just just looks real, real exciting. But Dubbo's 600, a lot like Richmond and Gosford and Dapto and all that. Um, box draws are going to play a big, big part in the heats and the semis when they all get here. Just, I mean, the, it's gonna, the best 32 middle distance dogs in Australia are going to be here with the best 32 trainers in the state or, or the country. So it's going to be very, very hard. It's going to be a worthy winner of $125,000 check. Yeah, absolutely. And just the, the, the Zipping Curios perfect segue. Just wanted to to touch on a few others that are that are heading uh, there for the series. Obviously, he is one of them. Like you said, he's he's a greyhound that you would swear he's he's just going to lap up six hundred. Just hopefully we get a chance to to see him tonight. There's plenty of rain here in Sydney at the moment. I'm I'm just praying that it's not there at Gosford tonight because of course he was going to make his 
middle distance to boo last week, but uh, we lost the meeting up there. So hopefully they can get that run tonight. Yeah, I, also, I, I haven't checked with Greyhound Racing as well. Is that the bandit? Do they draw four out of the hat of the of the finals? I, I, I haven't looked at that, but that'll be very interesting. We'll have to have to keep watch on that. Yeah, absolutely. Unless they delayed it, I suppose, till next week. But then you're running the risk of being a quick backup from the the heat into the into the semi. Tuesday, Saturday, yeah, mate, that'll be for smarter blokes than me to decide. So, uh, um, yeah, but that there will, will be a big watch. So they're still on Gosford, obviously. Yeah, they are at this stage. I'm just having a look at the the tab app. So hopefully they're not getting the rain that that is forecast uh, for Sydney today. So. Um, and Bandit Ned, it would have been pleasing to see him uh, win his heat last night. He was excellent, wasn't he? Matt, he's one of the fastest dogs in the state, if not in the country. And, and, and with Andy, um, you know, he goes to the races 100% every time. Uh, um, we haven't seen Bandit Ned here at Dubbo, and I haven't had a call off my old mate Andy to see if he wants to come and bring him. I don't know how he trains him or what he does, but uh, I suppose next week. There's been a few qualifiers wanting to look to have trials at Dubbo on Monday and Tuesday next week and uh, we'll accommodate anyone or everyone that wants to try and get here um, to, to try and make it. As I said, the, the concept of the race, the, the way the series is and the dogs that are coming, uh, I take your hat off the ground racing use of files, just an, an, another master concept. And as you know, there's just never been a better time in New South Wales or probably the whole of Australia to own or race or train a greyhound. There's big races on almost weekly now for big money. Yeah, it's insane, isn't it? Oh, mate, you can't buy good dogs because everyone wants arms and legs for them, and, and, and rightly so, because they put a lot of hard earn to get them. Um, but now you're just even starting to see pups are just starting to generate more and more money and more and more interest, and, 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 and syndicates that they're getting bigger and quicker, and, and, and that looks like a way to go for people to try and get involved and, and get a good one is to start syndicating them out. Yeah, absolutely, and... And the syndication game, you see, you see it in thoroughbred racing how it's it's become such a major uh, way for owners to get involved. And I think Greyhound Racing is is going to end up uh, doing that. I know Greyhounds HQ they they they're out there syndicating, and and there's going to be more of it, I'm sure, especially with prize money being so good. Matt, I have no doubt in the next five to ten years there's going to be a Greyhound win a couple of million dollars. Well, the same one dog wins a two million this year. The two million dollar chases, they're, they're, they're an instant two millionaires, you know, um, which, you know, a, a dog like Aston Rupee or Zibbing Curious or something like that, you could never say they're not a chance. But um, even with all these hundreds and two hundreds and five hundred and seven hundred thousand dollar races, a dog will top two million in the next few years for sure and certain. Yeah, absolutely. No, no, no question about that. And also, you. Uh, you guys made a big announcement last week that Shannon Knoll will be on track performing on Dubbo Classic final night. Yeah, mate, we were we were really struggling for good named artists, and um, the boys in the marketing park department at Grey and Racing New South Wales they they do a good job, but mate, they couldn't get anyone decent. And I said, "What about Shannon Knoll?" They said, "You can't get him." I said, "You never know what you know." A mate of mine, uh, an old mate, Textile Walker, works there at Sky Racing, and that. Uh, He's good friends with Shannon, so I give him a call, and then uh, we started working the phones, and we've got him to come to Dubbo. So we're just tipping a great night here. Everyone loves Shannon Noel. Everyone knows all his songs he sings, and he really gets the crowd pumping and that. And mate um, Courtney, our secretary, put one of them posts up on on Facebook, and apparently it's been shared a hundred and fifty something times already. 
you know, so I don't know, I don't know how that works out of my league, but I mean, it's 150, and by the end of the week, there could be 1,500. Well, we could get a crowd here of two, three, four thousand people here at Dubbo, which uh, we're starting to cater for now in, in all the extras we'll need, but it'll be standing room only. Yeah, well, that's exciting to hear now, obviously, with COVID and there being restrictions. Do you guys have any restrictions on crowds or it's open no, slather? No, we're outdoors, mate, so it's all lifted. Yeah, beautiful. And as far as as far as the concert on the night, will that sort of go through the evening or will that be post, mate, post the last? Done, we've just done the race. Break. First race is 10 to yep. 7. We have a 25-minute gap, a 45-minute gap between races 4 and 5 where Shannon will come on and do a set and then he's on for any part of an hour after the last. So he's only doing the two stages. We do have other entertainment for the night that will play in between races, but between races five and six or four and five, I can't remember what it was, Shannon's got a, a, a half-an-hour session in there, and then then um, he'll play to the after after last. We'll, we'll give him plenty of uh, complimentary drinks to have a good time here, and, and uh, at Dubbo we keep saying one more, one more, about ten more times, so we'll get plenty out of him. <laughs> Just as long, as long as no one throws one of those complimentary drinks back at him. Mate, that won't happen here at Dubbo. I was there at Ingham when that happened. and You know, we've got plenty of security in that and we won't be letting any big heads in the gate here. It'll all be good. Perfect. Sounds good. I can't wait to get out there and, and we'll have a good chat Just on the night. Eh? For sure and certain, Matt. Uh, all the hey, um... Hey, is, is that Stiffy? Sorry to interrupt you, Matty Jackson. I was just having a listen to that. Uh, Stiffy, it's Dave Stanley, mate. How are you? Good, Dave. How are you? I've been mean to talk to you, mate. I'll have to talk to you in the next couple of days about Brother Fox again. Oh, well, I was going to say, uh, Matty, he gets Marlowe and I out there to do the punters club, just ditches us for Shannon Noel. We're, we're like that movie, you know, uh, where the, the bloke has the girlfriend and he, he can't get a wife. They, the, better, the better people come after us, mate. Mate, we had nothing left in the budget for you two. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> turn it up. Shannon's that... me an arm and a leg. I've had to stretch everything to get him here. And uh, when they said Marlo and, and, and Dave after that, I said, well, we just can't afford them. We'll save them. <laughs> oh, turn it up. Hey, um, that, just, just want to say that's outstanding, mate, what you're doing out there. And um, I know I know you don't understand the Facebook, but uh, Maddie and I do and all the listeners, uh, most listeners do, mate. It's it's going to be huge. So um, uh, get ready to rip in, mate. Thanks for yeah, letting me chime in, Maddie. It's your show, mate. <laughs> all the best, Dave, and I will talk to you in the next few days. Thanks, Debbie. Cheers, mate. See you, mate. Uh, all good, Dave. There's Shane Stiff, Dubbo president, talking about the Country Classic at Dubbo, uh, the final on the 19th of May, and one of Australia's great artists, Chad Noll, will be on track performing. We'll head for a small break now. John Zorzo from Lisbon. Oh, no, no break. John's joined us. Good morning to you, John. Matt, how are you, buddy? Yeah, I'm not too bad. More importantly, how are you going? How's yeah, the... How's the, the general chat about all the rain that's that's in town at the moment? Um, yeah, look, mate, it's a pretty, pretty um, uh, I don't know, surreal atmosphere up here at the moment, given what we've been through in the last sort of 20, 24, 48 hours. But, um, yeah, no, we're, we're all safe, which is the main thing, mate. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and just tell us a little bit about the the story that of of yourself being stranded on the... The store, on the roof of your parents' two-storey home, the, the floodwaters started to come into the second level. Is that that correct? Yeah, mate. Yeah, that was correct. So at about um, half past six there yesterday morning, it, it just rose that fast and it started to inundate the second storey of the house. So I grabbed my bag and my trusty little rock wheeler and we jumped in a boat and mum and dad are only five five doors up. So we just 
got ferried up there and I just hopped up there with them, mate, and stayed with them guys and that. And, uh, my two young daughters were with their mother and, and they got ferried out pretty early and they were stranded on the roof as well. So that was my main concern, mate. And as you know, not being a father, and, being a father and not being able to get to your kids is probably the hardest thing you can do in a time like that. Yeah, for sure. It's so. I've, I've got a couple of kids at home and even when you're not in control of something that they're doing, it's... It's very tough, so I could only just imagine uh, your feeling at, at, at that at that time. So the water has actually it just has risen that quickly through the town. Oh, mate, yeah, it just it was like a tsunami come through, and just the sheer force of it, the sound. I woke up at two o'clock this morning because I thought I could hear it coming again. I was just yeah, it's just crazy. Yeah, you know, so. that, that, that kind of just blows my mind, and uh, I feel for every single one of you that. Is up there that are that are living through this, and I just pr- pray for, for for the entire town and district that the uh, the that you can get a couple of decent days weather wise, and the, the water can subside, and 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 then try and get back to back to normal as as quickly as possible. As far as the the, the Lismore Greyhound track is concerned, have you had any chance to have a look at that? Um, um. No, I haven't been able to have it. Look, mate, I was there on Saturday afternoon. I moved everything out Saturday, so it was all packed up, ready to go for yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah Sunday, Monday. So um, all the main infrastructure, starting boxes, semi footboards, etc. It, it's all safe and at a good spot. Um, really, once we can get back there and assess everything, mate, we'll just we'll rebuild like we did after 2017, mate. Yes. It's it's crazy to think that yeah you only had floods five years ago and you and you're going through it all again and at a at a worse level so yeah oh I mate f- I feel for some of the participants you know like some of our guys are down around um, Rapville and places like that and two years ago the poor buggers are going through bushfires and now they're going to cop it with floodwaters coming down so um, to all the participants that are listening out there keep safe keep your chin up we'll get through it again. Yeah, for sure, and I'm sure when when this all subsides, there'll be there'll be plenty of people that are, that will be willing to 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 help raise money to help those people that have that have lost uh, so much. Not only in 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 these floods, but like you said, bushfires a couple of years ago, floods of the past. So I'm sure yeah. there'll be the ra- That's one thing that the racing industry does well, and that's that certainly stick together. That's right, mate. I've had Mark Holmes message me this morning. The jerk. Couple other blokes from JRNSW and that saying if there's anything they can do to help out, you know, just sing out. So, like you said, mate, the racing fraternity, we all stick together and help each other, which, yeah, which is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And it might be a case of trying to organise a, a, a meeting uh, up there at Lismore when when you're back racing that we all come up and try and raise some money, I suppose, for the for the club and all the participants in in that area, just to to make life a little bit easier. Oh, mate, that'd be fantastic. I think we can put something together. Wouldn't yeah, be an for, issue. For sure. It's, uh, 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 it sounds good. Well, take care, stay safe, and uh, and we hope the the water subsides uh, sooner rather than, than later and, and you guys can, can get into recovery mode. I'm, I'm sure I could speak for everyone, not only in Greyhound Racing, but just in general. Uh, we send our thoughts out to you and, and everyone else uh, up in that area. No, it's really thank you. I'd just like to thank everyone for their support messages over the last 24 hours. Um, if I haven't replied to you yet, 
I apologise in advance, but I'll get back to everyone. So thank you. No, and uh, yeah, thank you. And, and as I said, stay safe. And uh, we're thinking of you, John. All right, mate. Appreciate it, eh? There's John Zorzo, who's the the club secretary of the Lismore Greyhound Racing Club, talking about the uh, the the havoc that's that's going on up on the on the northern rivers and of course southeast Queensland with the rain and the floods and uh, our thoughts go out to every single person that has been affected and and we hope that uh, that as I said the water subsides very quickly and and those people can get back to to recovering uh, whatever they may have lost. Well, that wraps up Going Greyhounds for this week. It's going to be a, a terrific week of Greyhound racing. Of course, a couple more heats of the, the country classic as we build towards the semifinals of that series in a week and a half's time. I'll talk to you next Tuesday. Best of luck. Hope you find plenty of winners.